It's another big week in Niftyville, and there just isn't enough time to discuss it all. Two Coinbase employees exchanged NFT rings with their wedding vows. Tops is getting ready to go public. Atari releases a new wave of digital collectibles. And the overly attached girlfriend, NFT, sells for an overly ridiculous price. Synchronize your watches for Nifty O'Clock for a Nifty News episode number 44 of The Nifty Show. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show. Nifty Show number 44, the Nifty News episode, where we cover some of the most interesting stories of the week from the NFT and digital collectible world. I'm Joel Kahn, and that there guy right there is Travis FT. Who is that? Or NF Travis. NF Travis, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, NFTs are all the rage. And so my name starts with T. So rock and roll. And so, you know, we normally when we start, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the bad crypto news episode, uh, we go into CoinGecko and we talk about all the different top 100 coins. Well, CoinGecko actually has a page on their website, coingecko.com slash EN slash NFT, which actually shows us all of the top crypto NFT projects. And so I guess let me share my screen on that. Yeah, we should take a look at that right here. By the way, Bitcoin currently at 58,202. I can't. Oh, oh, here's the other you know piece of news, which we'll cover more in um, bad news on Thursday and bad crypto. But the crypto market cap is now over $2 trillion. Yeah, I saw that. I think that happened yesterday, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Like so. so take a look at this. Number one on the NFT list is Theta Network. which It's not an NFT. I don't think it's an <laughs> NFT. But uh, it's eleven dollars and fifty eight cents. Look at the market cap, eleven point five billion dollars. Remember back in two thousand six when YouTube sold to Google for one point six billion. Mm-hmm. Look at that. <laughs> this right here is like ten of those almost. Chili's C H Z is has a market cap of two point three billion. Engine Coin two point two. Ecomi, which is the O M I token, down a little bit this past week, down about twenty five percent to one point three billion. Uh, Decentraland, the mana token, 1.2 billion. Flow, uh, up to $34 now. That's nice. $1.2 billion market cap. And Origin Protocols popped up this past week, uh, 50%. And uh, that's up to 500 and some odd million. Sand token, up to 440 million in market cap. And look at this right here. This blows me away. How is Red Fox Labs, the ones that created COGS, Worth four hundred and thirty-five million, but yet wax is worth four hundred and fifteen million. <laughs> and Cogs mean. is built on wax. Yeah. Well, Riddle I mean, me this. Congratulations to Benny and the team over there. I think it's awesome. You know Benny what they're and doing. The Jets. Benny and the Cogs. Um, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense that the very chain that's built on what is like number sixteen. My neighbor Alice. What is? How is that worth more than Atari token? There's Gala Games, mm-hmm. um, number eighteen. You know, it would be my neighbor Alice is an interesting project. It is a land project. Okay, and you can build your own home on the blockchain. It, it reminds me of a little bit of Farmville. Hmm. My neighbor Alice is sort of like a Farmville. They say it's inspired by Animal Crossing. 
and I think Farmville. Oh, okay. Well, Animal Crossing My and Farmville. But I think that page is fascinating to take a look at to see what NFTs are doing. And especially if you're listening to the Nifty News, we might as well talk about the top NFT projects, yeah? So you can go there. Again, the uh, the link is uh, coingecko.com slash en slash, slash NFTs. NFT, actually, not NFTs. And I'll put that link in the show notes. Quit NFTsing me. Try not to, bro. So the lead story on Cointelegraph for this week, the headline is silent crash as price floors collapse across NFT space. Prices are plummeting and some holders might not even know it. Uh, Look, we've talked about this before that, of course, when you see a huge upturn in the hype cycle, which happens at the beginning of every um, early adopter cycles and media is talking, people are going to pay too much for NFTs. And, you know, we saw, I'm seeing this happen on Nifty Gateway that, you know, there's NFTs that are now on the secondary market that are cheaper than their initial sale. You know, you've got 200 or 500 people competing for a drawing of a piece for 500 or a thousand dollars and there's the supply is uh, is too big and there's some stuff that i'm seeing sell now that is below retail um, which is a big difference from about two months ago where anything you bought on nifty would uh, would go up they're just yeah. they're flooding the market they're selling so much stuff every day they're doing drops some days two or three drops and i don't think the market is yet ready to uh, sustain that i don't think so either and actually one of my favorite nfts of all time the one that i bought recently uh, i paid like eight grand for it uh it, they're now selling for around five grand and uh, i think what we're seeing is uh, a recalibration and that's good uh, I wanted that NFT because I thought it was beautiful. The Forever Mamba is just just my favorite NFT, bar none. There's not anyone that is close besides the ones that we've created. I think I really love the Doge, Doge, Dogebra statue that I have. I think that's really fun. The, the um, Wizard statue is one of my favorites. But one that we didn't create is Forever Mamba by Boss Logic. And the last one of that one sold for 4500 bucks. Pretty cool. I mean, I, I just, I don't get this. I'm looking at this crypto punks here. I know they were the first. I do, but I don't understand them selling for $57,000. It doesn't make sense that they're selling for such a high amount. It just, I mean, that is pure hype and pure mania. There's no, I don't, I, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just being a critic. Um, could you imagine if you had one that you just like snagged or you snagged a couple for free back in the day and you just kind of forgot about them and you're right. like, wait a second. Oh my God, I have a crypto punk and I can sell it for 27 ETH. Are you serious? Let me, I'm going to show you as long as I'm talking about Nifty Gateway. Let's, uh, let's go over here for a moment. There's some, it, it seems like, um, you know, the line between what people are accepting as art and what's not is it's not blurred. It's just, everything is art now, right? Everything is except, art. Except me, I'm not an artist. Remember they told except, me I'm not an artist. But there's a lot of similarities to what we're seeing now. All you got to do in any day is click in and you definitely see a lot of 3D and animated stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like for, okay, take a look at this one, for example. This is cool looking. It's called Ritual and I'm sure it's got music to it as well. And and I'm not going to play the music because I don't copyright to it. But there's, you know, it's basically a little animated film, this ritual taking place. And they are doing a drawing, 200 of these, 
for $999 each. It used to be if you were going to pay $999 for something on Nifty Gateway, there would be 10 of a variation. Now there's 200. So I guarantee you, no matter how cool these are, that after these sell, that the market is not going to be there for an instant raise in the price like people were looking at before. And you will, in all likelihood, I'll bet, be able to get one for under retail within a week. Mm. Well, I mean, it's cool. And it's, 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 you know, it's definitely visual, but it's not something that I would want to have on my wall for long periods of time, right? Like, I think that's how I gauge an NFT if it's art is like, do I want to have that on my wall for long extended periods of time? That one I would not. Like, and a, lot, a lot of them that are coming out are just kind of silly that are just not, they're just not good and they're not worth the value. I mean, they're, they're interesting pieces, but they're not something I want to hang on my wall. And like, if I'm going to pay, I mean, that Kobe, that Forever Mama, I could have that on my wall for years and just watching it. Like, is it so cool? It's just so subtle. It's, you know. And so that, that's just my own personal opinion. And I'm, here's I'm how you can, yeah, of course you are. Here's how you can look at the market. If you look at the activity page on the site, put up for sale, put up for sale, put up for sale, put up for sale. I'm looking for something that was actually purchased, put up for sale, put up for sale, um, scrolling through. Oh, here we go. The ecstasy of crypto was sold for $415. Let's take a look at this item here. And it's a couple Bitcoin, 482 it's milligrams. Like a, it's, it's a, that's a pill. It's like sort. an aspirin, right? So it sold for four hundred fifteen. I'm really curious. Let's look at the edition history. All right. So it was minted. Let's let's look at the uh, initial stats for this on the market. Um, the original price was five hundred dollars for it, mm. and so this was just sold for under retail. Why? Because there was 500, it's this open edition thing that they're doing regularly. They're putting this art out. And the thing, the way I look at open editions is if you like it, like you were saying with this Kobe one, buy it. And now you've got art. But if, if you think you're going to buy it and then flip it, you know, an hour later, a week later, a month later, you're not thinking business because it's an open edition. Everybody who wants it is buying it. So how, how are you going to turn a profit on something that anybody can get while they're for sale? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So I don't know if this is a silent crash. This is more of an obvious crash. It was going to do this. Crypto goes up. Crypto goes down. The more popular ones are going to continue to rise. The more popular sets and communities that have the series launched, they're going to continue to sell out. The ones that are not are going to be maybe the unknown ones, the folks who maybe don't have a community. And we're going to see them, a lot of folks who are expecting to maybe, you know, make a, make a huge mint uh, by minting NFTs, be severely disappointed. And then they're going to come out and be naysayers of NFTs because NFTs don't work. They don't because work. Because cash grabs don't work. Right. Well, that is true. It's not that NFTs don't work. It's that your crappy project doesn't work. That's, yeah. that's the real deal. Now, this is a really fun use of NFTs. So there's two employees at Coinbase and they did their wedding vows and then they exchanged NFT rings. That's, I mean, they both got their phones out while they're giving their vows and they got married on blockchain and exchanged um, NFT rings on, uh, on Ethereum. There, there's the token. It's called the Tabat, the Hebrew word for ring. And let's see if we can play the video. There we go. 
there, there they are. This is the digital ring of two lives entwining and becoming one. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely an interesting, uh, pretty, pretty um, I don't know, rather nerdy. Um, uh, you know what? But to them, it was probably very romantic. Mm-hmm. They loved it. And they both work at Coinbase, so they're in the, the, in the they're in the industry. I've heard a lot of people giving them grief, going, "Oh man, it's not that romantic," I'm, you know. But Who they cares? did something innovative. They're in love, and I wonder if they also exchanged regular rings. Yeah, well, hope so. I wonder if they had a um, an NFT honeymoon. <laughs> did they Here's, just Photoshop them in Tahiti? Right. There we are. We're actually all over the world. We went around the world and then they minted a whole set of NFTs. Yeah. And they um, stayed in their, they stayed in their one bedroom, San Francisco loft. Uh, now, Trav, have you ever met the overly attached girlfriend? Have I met her? Yeah. You I've not her. met the woman who was this on, but she, but this, but this girl's clever. She actually back in, I think it was what, 2011 or something. She created a music video that was a parody of some other song. And uh, Lena Morris is her name, and I think she had a she had a song. Uh, it was a parody song. It was a parody video, parody video of Justin Bieber's boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then she uploaded her video in 2012. It was viewed 21 million times. Well, somebody actually took a screenshot of her looking as crazy as possible with those crazy girlfriend eyes, and uh, the, basically, if you see that face, that look in a girl's face, you you run because you know she's a little crazy. Oh my but, gosh. Yeah, I just you just wrote a spoof song. She's got crazy girlfriend eyes. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's got crazy girlfriend eyes. And uh, and so what's great though, man, is she took she took a picture of that. She realized that was her from 2012. She meant to, I guess, as an NFT and made four hundred something thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, I mean, come on, come well, on. Think about that. Think about that though. That bad luck Brian guy, he got paid too. And these are guys. These are people who have had their faces shown all over the internet, all over the place on these memes, and they made nothing from them. And now they've, they've both been able to cash in a little bit on their meme status. So on one perspective, I think that's pretty cool. I, on one perspective, it is very cool. Um, it's just, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I think overly priced, but it just goes to show people have money to burn. Right, they they. Well, it, it changed her life, though. She's like, "Oh my God, you guys do not know how much this is changing her life." Four hundred additional, four hundred grand influx is out of the blue. That's huge for. Her. I'm not talking about her selling it. I'm talking about somebody spending that money to buy it. Can you imagine spending four hundred eleven thousand dollars? Well, there's a lot of those uh, Ethereum uh, cantillionaires out there, mm-hmm. and now they own the tokenized version of the crazy girlfriend. All right, they can have her. Um, you know, I might have bid a couple hundred bucks on it, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing what people give value. Mm-hmm. What do I know? I don't know anything. That's why I'm bad. That's true. What you else know, we there's, got? A, there's an, another thing that's happening is some global fashion brands are checking out NFTs, looking to get in. Um, Gucci's thinking about jumping into non-fungible tokens. We actually had a conversation with uh, Champion. They're looking to do some stuff with NFTs which is cool. And uh, yeah, so I can see what one thing I can really see with these is that, Oh, I buy a pair of shoes and here's my digital twin as an NFT mm-hmm. to prove that it's legitimate. Right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I, Oh, I just bought these pair 
of Jordans. Are they legitimate? Yes, they are. Here's the NFT that proves they're legitimate. I just bought this Gucci bag or this Armani, whatever. Is it fake? Is it because these luxury brands need to have some way to validate that because there's so much fake product out there. I think NFTs attached to the digital, if they're the digital attached to the physical, I think is a big thing we're going to start seeing moving forward. This yeah. is legitimate. You have the NFT to prove it, not to sell the NFT on its own, like we saw last week with the perfume, <clears throat> but we're going to see NFTs in combination with their physical goods to prove that they are official. Which, of course, is just, you know, a step away from the real value of ownership NFTs when we get to, you know, home titles and car titles being on NFTs, right? Ownership of major assets that, hey, you know, I, I, you know what, what if there was a fire and your title burns up? Now you got to go back to the title company and submit for a copy of it. If it's on blockchain, you don't even need to have it in your wallet. All you got to do is point to it on blockchain and go, there it is. There's a transaction. That is my wallet. I don't have to show it to you. I can just show you the, the chain. Yep. There's proof that it's me. Mm-hmm. I own I think it. We're going to see a lot more of that. So here's the big news, Travis. There's been a lot of rumors coming from uh, Tops, the legendary trading card company. And um, we're still waiting on them to make any major league announcements. But we've seen that MLB.tops has been registered. Mm-hmm. And the speculation is, is that baseball is coming to uh, to blockchain via the Wax blockchain because that's where Tops is released on blockchain. You know, Garbage Pail Kids, they just did Godzilla. But alongside with this, they're riding the NFT wave and the Tops company is going to go public. Yeah, they are doing a, a SPAC, which is what, a special purpose acquisition company. And uh, so they are going to go public with that. The deal values Tops at $1.3 billion. And conversely, Flow, Dapper Labs, is valued at $2.5 billion or $2.6 billion. And here's Tops has been around for 70 years. And they're known for, you know, basically their baseball cards and a lot of the other stuff. But they are raising an additional $250 million in the SPAC. And they intend to sell most of its ownership in Tops, the, the, the company that, that's buying in. But Eisner's firm is going to roll its entire equity stake in the new combined company. So they're going to create this new version of Tops, and this, the um, NASDAQ's t- uh, ticker will be top. And you can see all these different packs that they've had here. I think that um, it's going to be huge. I, you know, when they officially launch or they announce MLB on WAX, what, what do we think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen to WAX? I think, you know, well, Wax right now, um, it hit like a high of about 31, 32 cents. And today it dropped to like, it's been down to about 21 or so, 23, 24 cents. Um, I think if and when Tops announces MLB, we're going to see the news media everywhere cover it. And people are going to be like, wait, what, Wax? And they're going to FOMO like crazy. They're going to try to figure out how to get it because right now it's only on a few exchanges. Yep. And I think the price is going to soar. It, it, you know, Being a not financial advisor, it would not surprise me to see WAX go up uh, at least 3 to 4X if they announce this. If it goes up to 4X, we're talking $1.6 billion, which would <clears throat> you know, make it number four, not, not considering Theta Network, which is not really an NFT. But Chili's is worth $2.3 billion. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Uh, Engine is worth 2.2 billion. Ecomi 1.3. We mentioned this. Flow 1.2 billion, uh, just with their Flow token, not the total value of Dapper Labs. Uh, so I could see it being worth what what Flow's worth 1.2 billion. That seems to be pretty reasonable considering they've been launching a bunch of successful projects on Wax already. And right now, Wax is it looks like a four point with 415 million. So that would put it if it goes 3x. Yeah it would put it at about a dollar or close to a dollar somewhere between 80 cents and a dollar and be right there with flow. Well, there you go. Uh, so that, that's what I think would happen. Now, you know, we keep talking about um, Theta not being NFT. So I'm like, you know what? There's got to be a play here that we're just not in the know yet. So I put this into our show notes, found it on Theta TV, NFTs, now on Theta. Emotes and badges, 100% built on the Theta blockchain. So they're NFTs, they're calling TNT items, Theta Network Tokens. So these are gonna be built on their own blockchain, unique and owned by the user, and will have expanded utility. Mm, we uh, talked to these guys really early about NFTs and they were like, no, we don't, we don't really think we're gonna be doing any NFTs. And the world changed since then. And they go, yeah, these NFTs, cause like, here we are, they have all these different creators that are doing stuff. They need little badges. They need little NFTs to be able to give to their fans that are listening to the show. It made total sense to us that they would do NFTs. Originally, they said nope, and then they changed their tune. So, you know, here's the thing. It's showing up in the market cap as number one for NFTs, but they're not an NFT company, right? They're, yeah. they're being brought in to the NFT space and they're on the CoinGecko, you know, NFT list, but they're a decentralized video blockchain company that will be using NFTs. Yeah. So I think there should be a separation amongst projects. What is NFT centric and what is also, oh, we also have NFTs because crypto.com is doing NFTs now. Should they yeah. be placed in the NFT category? Their exchange. Yeah, I think not. Yeah. You know, so, and, and uh, Pancake Swap is doing some NFTs now with their thing. They just launched one today. So does that mean they're an NFT company? I think not. Probably companies that are specifically built around NFTs should be one. Um, there's another, here's an interesting article around NFTs, crossovers set to conquer the NFT worlds uh, here on Daily Coin. This is talking about the crossover that we had created with, uh, with Upland, which the first, the first part of the sale went on sale about, about a couple, two, three hours ago, and um, they all sold out pretty quickly. They did. Um, we're, we're really pleased with uh, the Upland team and what uh, we've been able to create alongside them. And uh, the first half of the sale has been completed. For those of you that listened to the show before midnight um, Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesday, which is the day we're recording this, Tuesday the 6th, at midnight, which is officially April 7th, uh, you'll be able to go to upland.cards and um, pick up while they last packs of Upland collectibles, the Blockchain Heroes edition there. And, uh, you know, the focus of this story here is about crossovers. I believe that um, we are the first to do cross-chain NFTs. Uh, that, you know, we are publishing them on Wax. Upland is built on EOS and they are building a mechanism, uh, which they're calling the portal that will allow people to take NFTs from Wax and bring them into the uh, EOS platform mm. to be used within the Upland game. Yeah. And I think we were the first ones 
to uh, to do a cross brand promotion because we just talked about tops. You know, we did we we partnered with them in think two thousand. Well, it was it was in two thousand twenty, but I think it was in like um, July or something before we even did our full launch. It was kind of it was a promotional thing where we took uh, the their uh, Atomic Adam, which is their you know number one guy on on uh, um, Garbage Pail Kids, and then we merged them within our world, and he became Atomic Adam, and he came into our metaverse. He did some things, and he flew back into his megaverse. And basically, everybody who had a Tops uh, Garbage Pail Kid or a Blockchain Hero got one of those. And so it was a really fun promotion. I think that was one of the first crossovers that was in the NFT space. And this is a true blockchain crossover because it combines WAX and, and EOS uh, ecosystems. And uh, this is fun. We're having fun being the first doing stuff that nobody else has done. You know, if you think about Atomic Adam, what he did is he came into our universe and he farted, right? That's He did. He look, farted to come into our universe and it blew into our megaverse. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the card, he's like, boom, there's this huge explosion coming huge out of his fart. posterior. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Adam. We still smell you. Smell you later, dude. Uh, yeah. But, you know, EOS and Wax are not the only chains doing stuff. Engines got a post on their blog today about Efinity that is creating an NFT blockchain on Polkadot. So I'm assuming this is a partnership um, that Engine has with the Polkadot team to create NFTs on Polkadot. Uh, this quote here that I read, I find interesting. Think about it for a second. We're currently experiencing the first major step toward a true, truly free, open, global digital economy. I agree with that. One that blurs the lines between virtual and real. H- how is that? How, does one, how do you blur the lines between what's virtual and real. I don't I mean, know if it's necessarily blurring it, but it's combining, it's connecting the, yeah. the virtual and the real world. I mean, we just talked about that with like fashion, right? Yeah. Here's your cool shirt you got, or here's your cool bag and here's an NFT to prove ownership. So it is, it's merging the worlds. I just, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, that language, this is like probably from their PR department and I'm yeah. like, it's but, not blurry. Don't, I don't want to blur my lines between virtual and real. I want to live in reality and know this is real, this is fake. Okay, scroll up a little higher. This is the one that got me. The total NFT trading volume in December of 2020 was around 12 million. Fast forward three months and that number is over 500 million, wow. right? We said this really early on. This is a future trillion dollar industry mm-hmm. and we're in it really early folks. And that number right there, 500 million, still really low. This is a multi-billion, if not multi-trillion dollar industry when it's all said and done. The polka dot's not gonna be the last chain. Um, that you know has NFTs. There's a lot of them. I guarantee you. Right. I think now. most every chain is going to have an NFT platform that's built mm-hmm. into it. That somebody's going to build on that platform. It seems like you know every one of them out there is going to have an NFT. So I, I and I'm paying attention. I want to see who are those because I think on each one of those major chains, there's going to be one big winner, most likely. Not financial yeah. advice. Yeah, not see. at all. I, I agree. So uh, you placed a link in here to a video on YouTube's uh, that people can go check out. Uh, of course, you can find a link to the show in the notes yep. of the stories we're covering at nifty.show forward slash four four. What's this video about? Yeah, so Logan Paul, he is talking about one of our favorite projects that we found really early on. We found uh, VV, which is on, uh, which is on Android and iOS. Uh, it's Ecomi. 
and uh, it is the Omi token. We found this one. I think you found it when it was about what one two hundred fiftieth of a penny or something. Yeah, it was. And uh, we were talking about it. We said this might be really really interesting, and um, and here it is. More people are talking about it, and uh, it, it merges AR and NFTs, which I think is really big. I think the price on Omi right now is is down a little bit. Uh, it was all it was all the way up to like two point five billion right now it's a 1.6 billion but i think that thing right there could be a 10 billion dollar company when it's all said and done mm. we will see well you know while we're talking about nfts one of the reasons we're in nfts and doing what we do as far as creating digital collectibles is because we love collectibles and there is a uh, story going around right now on mashable that a physical collectible not an nft a cartridge of an unopened, pristinely packaged wow. Super Mario Brothers game from 1986 was auctioned off for $660,000. It's 35 years old, and it's in this case. You, you, know, you need to be watching the video on our YouTube channel if you want to see the pretty pictures we're looking at. This is the most expensive Super Mario game ever. It is not an NFT. I had this exact one. I got my Nintendo in Christmas of 1986. And it's fun to think that if I had just kept my box and the thing never opened, that instead of selling it for $5, I could have sold it for $600,000. Why did wow. you have to go play that game? Huh? Why did you have to play the game? You should have just thrown it into a drawer and kept it pristine and packaged it up and said, right. Instead of having fun with it, which was the most amazing fun game right. of my life at that point, that and Mike Tyson's punch out in Zelda, those things. I mean, I think I spent more time hanging out, playing those video games with my friends than we did actually going outside and doing stuff. Would have been which like real, which is part of the reason, Joel, that I don't play as many video games as much as I used. I used to play way too freaking many video games, and now I don't play many at all just because I know it was a huge time suck for me. See, if you were a futurist, you would have been like, um, "Thanks for that, mom, for Christmas. Don't you want to play it? No, mom, I'm going to put it in a drawer and keep it pristine for 35 years, and then I'm going to sell it for six hundred thousand dollars." Right. And she would be like, you're a futurist, Travis. <laughs> She'd be like, you're a dumbass. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Or maybe you could have just said, hey, how about this? I want to put this one away. It's beautiful. And then I want to get another one. There's another. You're not thinking like that. No, you're like, of course Why not. would you get two of them? You're waste, that's wasteful. Of course not. Uh, of course, Nintendo, Mario is not the only piece of nostalgia for those of us who grew up with video games. Atari is legendary. And, uh, and they just did a collection uh, on Quid called the Capsule. I'm sorry, not well, it's it's related to Quid, right? But it was on OpenSea. The Capsule it was on OpenSea, it was also on Block Party. They did different sales in different places. Okay, so these are NFTs. Um, that are cartridges they're you know what how did they sell these well they sold some that were cartridges they sold some that were like the uh the old arcade consoles that you would see at the arcades mm -hmm. um and i think they sold that with pong and centipede not i'm not for sure on on what which what they did i do know that they had centipede of the of the cartridges i did not see which ones of the um of the different uh uh a, a arcade what are those things called the arcade games with the with the, with the stand up thing, the cabinets like a cabinet. Cabinets, oh, is that what they're called? Yeah. Cabinets. Okay. So yeah. this and they uh, had Donna Bailey's signature on those, and uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I guess it's pretty cool. It's pretty and it comes with uh, some other, you know, augmented reality experiences and stuff. You know, if that's your jam, if you want high-end NFTs, you want that nostalgia, um, you know, look at what Atari is doing. And, and look they what- sold 10 of them, Joel, those 10 cartridges yeah. for over 47 ETH. Well, that's okay. That's not a bad day. Not a bad day. That's not bad for Quid to be starting off with selling NFTs. And apparently they're launching another NFT on um, their app tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern that's related to Atari. And if you get these low mint ones, you're going to be able to actually mint them on Ethereum, I believe. Oh, well, that'd be interesting. Now, this is what I'm looking forward to. NFT art museums. This article here on Daily Coin, the world's first physical NFT gallery sets the standard for crypto art displays. Um, and the article starts by saying, glamorous 4K displays at 60 frames per second are how an NFT should be presented. You know, right now we're looking at them on our computer monitors. Uh, those of us that are on Wax and have the Token Head app, we're able to view them there. I told uh, Nate at Token Head, which by the way, they were the ones that were just acquired by Funko, um, that they need to have some sort of screen broadcasting you know, feature in yeah. there where you can pull up and say, all right, I'm in my blockchain heroes collection and I'm in my, I'm in the classics folder. And I want all of these that don't have the name plates on them, just the artwork to display like a, um, a screen show and rotate every 15 minutes with a cool, you know, effect that moves one from the other. So I could put it on my TV right? People are over and we're not watching TV, but there's art. Now, eventually that TV will change to, um, um, you know, a display that you hang on the wall and hang like a picture that becomes where your NFTs are. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be rotatable too. I think you're going to have one where it's like, I want to go here. Oh, these are landscape. And this is good. This is portrait. And I want to take my monitor and go whoop and just be able to move it. That way it's like, depending on, on uh, the NFTs that I'm showing, I want to be able to rotate my monitor. Uh, NFTs are, you know, they're here to stay, gang, and, and people are going to be looking for ways to display them. The fact that we've got a museum that is now looking at being the first one, you know, to exclusively display NFTs tells us that this is just the beginning. Uh, Travis, let's go to the sports because uh, we discovered this one yesterday. Interestingly enough, while we were talking about athletes moving right. into the NFT world, we were literally like this, and this popped up on our radar. Uh, heavyweight champion Tyson Fury is going to be the first boxer to launch exclusive NFT collection. Might not be the only one, but apparently will be first or at least claiming to be first. And uh, they're going to be doing some, uh, some things with NFTs. They partnered with FOMO Labs and George Rolo uh, to create these things. So it should be interesting to see what they're going to do. We've been talking about some other sports ball stuff that uh, comparable. So it should be interesting. This is, this is a space that's only going to grow. This right here, I think we're going to see start seeing less of the cash grabs like the Gronk stuff and more launches. Well, we don't know if this is a cash grab yet or not. Like we, have I don't to know if see. this is a cash grab. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. But you'll also, you know, if you're reading this Forbes article, you might be interested also to see suggested for you is nine body washes every woman needs in her shower. She so, needs nine of them? Apparently. I mean. Okay. <laughs> and this is, this is what they are uh okay i don't know what this story is about maybe you can enlighten me you don't know either i didn't see this article oh was this the band protocol this is something mm -hmm. different this is something different i mean they're talking about NFTs oracles are like you know like chain link where they're going through and they're 
They're basically pulling in prices and stuff from different places and kind of helping out with the financial markets. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is something around NFTs that are going to be creating oracles to be able to globally track prices of NFTs. Ah, well, producer Aaron must have snuck this story in and didn't see it, so didn't really prep it. But you know what? If you guys want to read it, she thought it was important enough. So you can go to our show notes at nifty.show forward slash 44 and uh, read the story here on Cointelegraph. Uh, you know, last Friday, Trav, we had a, a spectacular guest on the Nifty show, Chantel. We did. Incredibly talented uh, vocalist and, and She songwriter. sang your name. She sang, yeah, Joe Possible. Impossible. Impossible. That's right. I just rewrote the lyrics. You did. You're such a you're such a great lyricist. I am. So, uh, but there's an article about her now in USA Today, uh, talking about how she is deploying NFTs in songs of empowerment. I wonder if the USA Today um, author saw the Nifty Show and was like, "Oh, dang, we got to talk to Chantel." Yeah. So she, so last episode, I believe we had her on. She was the last segment of that. Really cool. She did say that Kings of Leon sort of inspired her. She wanted to do it in a much cooler way. And uh, her team uh, is comprised of all empowered black women and the first, first all black lady team to launch some NFTs, which I think is really cool. Yeah, so Death Row Records announced the availability of three 30th anniversary medallion necklaces priced at $30,030 each with a 3D file of the medallion and exclusive audio of the Nate Dog song, Nobody Does It Better. Let's, I'm gonna, I don't want to play any audio with this because I don't want to get a strike. But just mute the screen. Okay, there we go. It's just showing the video. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is very nice. Death Row Records 30th. So it's probably one they created that is, uh, it's probably real gold and they created a physical one and they have an NFT version of it as well. Yeah. There you go. Good, good job, artists. Make cool stuff. Now, here's something that I'm not sure exactly how I feel about. You know, the NFT wave definitely has a tinge of me too to it, right? Everybody wants to get in and say, look at me, I'm doing NFTs also. And apparently... Um, Aston Kutcher, Mark Cuban, Snoop Dogg, and I don't know who Guy Osiri is. I suppose I should, uh, but they are creating a Shark Tank-like show called NFTs The Pitch with a venture fund that is committed to invest a million dollars in the NFT. Hey, nice. Check out the judging panel. It's going to be our boy, the Whale Shark, yep, whale creator shark of the whale. Uh, also, Blau is going to be there. And so it's, it's kind of like Shark Tank. Uh, you know what? So if you have some NFTs that you want to pitch, you are able to do that from the 5th of April through the 12th and uh, 30 finalists will be notified on April 16th and they will do a final virtual pitch of that. Maybe we should pitch one of our ideas that we've not done yet. Sir Lord Joe Com, just as fun. No, you don't want to? No, not interested. In fact, somebody tweeted me and said, we should start our own, you know, show around this. I think it was uh, Bitcoin bro that said it. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm too busy creating. Like, wh I, why do I want to go to somebody else for money and, and have to give them a chunk of it when we can create our own stuff and not have to yeah. give away any of it? Yeah, we're at the point now where we, we don't need, we don't, we wouldn't need anybody to do that. I think the only thing that you would reason, reason you'd want to go on there is, for the publicity, because there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this one. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of people on, on Clubhouse specifically who are like talking about NFTs and talking until they're blue in the face.
but not really doing anything yet. There's so many people talking about NFTs, not enough people doing cool, innovative stuff with NFTs. Too many me too's, not enough innovation in the space yet. Yeah, we're, we're busy actually making things and, uh, and, and that's fine. I mean, look, there's a lot of room. We're going to see all kinds of experimentation here. Uh, this is interesting that your variety has a timeline of NFT releases in media. Um, so, you know, good for Paris Hilton, the first yeah, one she, listed she did here. a picture of her cat on her iPad. Yeah. But what was missing was April 8th, uh, Blockchain Heroes. Right. We're before all these yahoos. Well, I don't think we were entertainment. Industry. We are infotainment. Yeah, we're something. I don't know what Wait, we are. I don't even know if we're entertaining, actually. The question out there on uh, nftradar.org is did we already see the peak of the nft without even reading this the answer is no I, I it's it's a silly question to begin with this is the first media hype cycle of the mm -hmm. nft but at, most of the world has just heard of them for the first time Right. The, the reason that, you know, in here they're talking about um, NFT volume dropping and NBA top shot trades um, were down. Well, it's because their freaking marketplace was down most of the time. Well, it's not just that they're flooding the market. Right. Yeah. They're 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 doing these pre-orders now where they're selling a couple hundred thousand packs to anybody who will wait for one. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, Nifty Gateway is flooding the market because there's so much demand from artists they're raising the prices of course it's going to pull back they are the ones uh, that i would point the finger to being responsible for the inevitable decline but to say that it's peaked is pure ludicrousity i just made up a really bad well word. i think they're, they're trying to find that happy medium right because eventually the, the nfl is going to come in here and do some stuff and they're really testing it all out like what, how many cards are – because if you think about how many cards were sold with baseball cards and sports ball cards back in the day, they would print 5, 10 million of the cards, right? So we don't even know how many. But now we're seeing that the volume's going down, user volume. I got upset with NBA Top Shot because it was hard to get a freaking pack, mm -hmm. right? And then every time I wanted to go buy something on the marketplace, the marketplace was down. So I just stopped going there regularly. I think they, they shot themselves in the foot a little bit, but I don't think they can't recover from that. But I did notice that my value of my NBA Top Shot collection is, uh, is down by two-thirds now. I think it's probably because people can't buy anything on the marketplace. <clears throat> well, because they're flooding the market, mm -hmm. right? You, you cannot have the hype cycle continue forever. What goes up must come down. Uh, this is one of the things I like about wax is, is the hype cycle is not, there's not a strong hype cycle around it. And the community is very supportive of all the various projects that come out. I know I buy a little bit of everything, whether or not I even like it. I want to see what they're doing. I want to, you know, sock away. yeah, I want to sock away a few packs as collectibles or something. Uh, I am an NFT hoarder. And uh, it's a problem. They're going to do a TV show about Yeah, me. but the only thing is that it's not clog clogging up your house. Right, it's just clogging up my blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> I need some blockchain rotor router to, mm -hmm. to clean up my... It's actually funny I say that because I have another Wax account and I send NFTs that I really don't care about to that one. But I won't throw them away. I won't burn them. I'll send them to this other account. It's like, oh, you go to the, the Kmart account over here, you know? Nice. 
<laughs> I don't want to look at you, but I don't want to get rid of you. <laughs> Is that horrible? I should probably go through mine. I could probably get rid of about half my collection that way. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Atlantic magazine. I think they're incredibly slanted and pontificate about a good many things that they have no business talking about. And so I don't want to talk about this article. Well, this is, but it's not that it's, it's the, the article, uh, is Anil Dash is the one who wrote this article. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's done some really interesting things in his career. He's been around for a long time and, uh, creating all kinds of, of, of different things and really big in analytics and some other stuff one of the members of the data and, uh, and society research Institute. He's been there for a long time. He's done all kinds of stuff. was one of the original directors of stack overflow and he is the CEO of glitch. And, uh, he's been doing a lot of really interesting stuff. And so this is just one of these articles folks where he says, you know, there are some naysayers out there. And so we, I don't want to just, you know, give you guys a bunch of, um, you know, sunshine up your bunghole, but we like to share a little bit of stuff. That's like, <laughs> Hey, here's some other people who are not sharing sunshine. Sunshine up my bunghole makes me happy. <laughs> NFTs were not supposed to end like this. Uh, when we invented non-fungible tokens, we were trying to protect artists, but tech world opportunism has struck again. So he is a little dissension in that artist, uh, that piece right there. Also a little bit of dissent is from the world's highest valued living painter, David Hockney. He says, NFTs are for crooks and swindlers, and they're silly little things. I think you should say that like the Scottish landowner that you are. Well, go ahead. NFTs on no, no, you do it. Are for crooks and swindlers. Well, I mean, that was very good. That was nice. I did it the way I did it. You did it the way you do it. Yeah, I think it'd be international crooks and swindlers. You know, the, the art world itself is uh, an interesting proposition. I think we should get Veza back on, on the Nifty show here in the near future because he is a dissenter of the way the traditional modern art world looks at art. And mm -hmm. he, he thinks that a lot of it is, is shite. Um, and he's, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Well, think about this. This Hogney dude's 83. He's like, I don't care about NFTs. I'm not looking for money. And he says that because his uh, portrait of an artist uh, is sold in 2018 for $90 million. So mm. he doesn't really care. He's 83 years old. He's like, get off my damn lawn. I'm, I'm trying to paint something here. I don't need the damn computer. Yeah. It, okay. It's like, whatever. I, I don't care what this guy thinks. I don't care who he is. I don't care what he thinks. What I care well, about. Let's say this. Because some NFTs are pointing to URLs that are directing to sites that no longer exist. They don't host the NFT. That's because they're not put on IPFS. Right. True NFTs are pointing to an IPFS because that's going to be permanent. So at least that's- It doesn't mean they're a crook or a swindle. It means they did bad tech, yeah. right? It means they screwed up the minting of their NFTs, but that's bound to happen in the early stages of a technology, you know, where people don't understand exactly why you do things the way you do. Mm -hmm. um, certainly there's crooks out there. In fact, just today, shortly after we sold the Upland collectibles card set, there was a fake account that took the artwork for our packs, registered account called Uplands Cards or something, made it on wax and started trying to sell packs. Now their account was never verified, but a few people, I think there was about $800 that was spent before we saw it and 
they, the account was blacklisted, so they don't show up anymore. But there's always going to be thieves, just like anything else you buy. You want to know if that Louis Vuitton purse is real or not. You want to, you know, you need it authenticated. Well, you need to authenticate that wherever you're purchasing your NFTs from, that they're legitimate. And it's easy on most par- marketplaces if you're just paying attention. There's usually a verification system and a mark that tells you that this account is authentic. Look for that. If you don't see that, then do a little research before you go spending money because there's a good chance that you're being uh, taken. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot of shysters out there in every space. There's always opportunists that are out there trying to do bad stuff. And, uh, and, but we're, we're really here to help promote and show all the good stuff that's happening in the world and in the space. And, you know, here we are. We've been doing this show now for 10 months. We've been doing the nifty show. And um, in addition to doing bad crypto for almost four years, we've seen a lot of crazy stuff. And um, you know what? We built an amazing community along the way. We're really grateful for you guys tuning in. We love you guys. And uh, it's quite a ride where we've been, we've been on this thing, crypto roller coaster. We've gone through a crazy winter of crypto where everything was down. It was, Oh man, no sponsors, no money in the space to going in these high, you know, a bull run type things. It's been, it's been quite an adventure for Lord Jocom. It has indeed. And I want to let you guys know that we are not going away. Uh, Sorry to those of you that wish we would, but you can make us go away by, you know, not listening, but we appreciate those of you who listen. Of course, Nifty News is a weekly pre-recorded show, uh, but the Nifty Show, which is live every Friday, takes place on uh, nifty.show forward slash YouTube at five o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. It's a live show with three or sometimes four segments. And coming up this Friday on episode number 45 is going to be just Williams from BitBoy Crypto. Of course, BitBoy has uh, launched one of the most popular um, YouTube channels. The most popular on the internet. And he's launching a uh, an NFT series. We've got Michael Bramlage from Quid coming on to talk mm. about how the Quid app is transitioning to blockchainify things. And then uh, Stefan Bassan from EOS Nation is coming back for a repeat performance. And I haven't told you about this yet, Travis, but they are actually, they've got some cool artwork that they are launching on EOS as NFTs. And mm. they really want to highlight the EOS blockchain. Um, the, the art is uh, really nice. And I think our people are going to enjoy learning about that. So that happens from Friday live. If you miss the live show, uh, you know, you miss out on being with the community and talking about the show as it's happening in real time. But of course, you can always go to the Bad Crypto Podcast YouTube channel. Again, that's nifty.show forward slash YouTube. We'll take you to our channel. You could see the video replays or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play to this podcast and listen to it in your ears. And as we talk about the pretty pictures that we're looking at on the screen, you can in your own imagination imagine what they look like because that's what your imagination is for that's true and this is episode number 44 which means next episode is everyone's favorite number 45 mm-hmm. that will be going on friday and uh what anything else two shows two scoops too bad if you miss it there you go Thanks be nifty for tuning in. talk be to you nifty, soon stay nifty all the niftiness you're nifty eat nifty things do nifty stuff okay <laughs>